Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. something out of this chapter that you've never seen before I felt this past week I felt like on Wednesday we would have a worship service tonight I'm talking about an exuberant worship service you know you know what I think if people can get excited when they get a pay raise they can get excited if they land the job or they get the scholarship the favorite team scores they can jump to the feet get exuberant about something they're passionate about. My goodness, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, the the psalmist wrote, and all that is done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Come on, in every language, it's the same. Every language, no matter which continent, it's the same. I want somebody to shout hallelujah. Come on, who cares? Nobody's listening, you're home by yourself. Shout it, hallelujah. For all of those worshipers, you've been afraid to get out of your seat at church, feeling to jump up and down, to dance before the Lord. Come on, it's all through the scripture. I'm gonna preach some of it. Right now is your opportunity to start a pattern of worship with the Lord. We're gonna be coming back to church real soon. I hope you don't come back out of practice of worship, singing the songs and clapping your hands. Come on, the Bible says make a joyful noise. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Come on, if you're not on your feet, get on your feet. And magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The book of Psalms, chapter 34. Certainly give honor to all the saints of God. To all of our seniors. We love and appreciate you. To all of our young families. Oh, we so honor you. To our young adults and our youth. You've been so amazing, even through the pandemic. To all of our children, oh, there's nobody like you. Oh, we miss all of you here at the Anchor, preaching in pretty much an empty building, but I'm gonna tell you, it won't be long. We're gonna have a drive-through service on Sunday, and you'll hear Wednesday at noon, I'm making a special announcement of the phases of coming back to normal gathering services, and we'll do it in phases, and we'll, we'll be very safe. But we're not gonna wait till we gather to worship. We're gonna praise him. Amen. Look at verse one. Are you ready? Psalms 34 and one. Stand for the reading of the word. Amen. Let's give honor to God's word right now. Go ahead and stand to those little kids there in the PJs or whatever. Stand up for the word. Stand up for the word. Let's read it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I want you to say it again. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. What? Praising him. Verse three, here it is. Oh, magnify. The Lord, somebody shout with me. Oh, magnify the Lord, shout it again with me. And and let us exalt his name, what? Together. I saw the Lord, and what? 
He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. It appears to me that praising God always leads to deliverance. Praising God always leads to delivering power. Tonight, we're gonna praise him for a moment. There's gonna be a breakthrough in your home. Maybe a breakthrough in the marriage. There's gonna be clarity given back to many of you that are watching online right now. I know I'm a passionate, but I feel like praising him. The song says, I'm gonna praise the Lord while I have a chance. Oh, clap your hands again and praise him before you're seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. I wanna preach to you tonight simply from the portion of scripture in verse three that says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Say it again. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. When you begin to understand the context in which these verses were written, Psalms 34 was written, and I will get there in a moment, but you understand the significance of what King David was going through. What he was going through to write a song. Isn't it true that the best songs come out of a great crisis? It appears to me, for the Gators, that the best sermons come out of hard times. And Psalms 34 is no different. David, in a portion, if you go to 2 Samuel, we're gonna come back to Psalms 34 in a moment, but in 2 Samuel 15, there's something going on. It's much later than when the psalm was written and it, it, it's much later than when the psalm that I read to you was, was uh, the event that happened there with King Achish at the gate of Gath. And David had changed the behavior when he was fleeing from Jerusalem because Saul, his father-in-law, was trying to kill him. We're gonna get there in a moment, but right now I wanna take you to 2 Samuel 15 to bring some clarity to really what happened when he was fleeing back and ended up at the Philistine gate of Gath. In 2 Samuel 15, it's another time that David is fleeing Jerusalem because someone is trying to kill him. His own son Absalom, as you've heard, there was an Absalom at the gate that turned the heart of the people away from King David. And he sought out of bitterness to kill his own father and to dethrone him in Jerusalem. David, instead of fighting his son, he left Jerusalem. He, he fled away from Jerusalem with a multitude, a great many of people, and he went into the wilderness. And watch how the story unfolds. The scripture says in 2 Samuel chapter 15, Verse 16, and the king went forth and all of his household after him. And the king left 10 women which were concubines to keep the house. The king went forth and all the people after him and tarried in a place that was far off. He was running or fleeing away from Jerusalem. Oh, Zion, which represents a house of worship or a place of worship. And you'll find in verse 18, and all his servants passed on beside him and all the Cherethites and all the Peleothites and the Gittites, 600 men which came after him from Gath passed on before the king. Then said the king to Ittai, the Gittite, wherefore goest thou also, everybody say it, with us. I want you to say at your house, with us. Another way that David could have said is really implied here is why if the eye are you going with me? Return to thy place and abide with the king for thou art a stranger and also an exile. You have to understand that if the eye was a Gittite, he was a Philistine. He, he lived and he had a king by the name of Achish of Gath. Ittai was not an Hebrew. Ittai was an alien from the commonwealth of Israel, stranger from the covenants of promise. But something had happened 
because it the eye to become loyal to the throne, loyal to the things of God, loyal to King David. Watch this. And you'll find, he says, for thou art a stranger and also an exile. Verse 20, whereas thou camest but yesterday. That word doesn't necessarily mean yesterday as in just the day before today. It means a short period of time. You haven't really been with me that long. He said yesterday, should I this day make thee go up and down? Everybody shout it. With us. Seeing I go whither I may, return thou and take back thy brethren. Mercy and truth be with this, with thee. David was saying, you don't have to go with me on this trial that I'm in. You don't have to go with me for this dark place I'm going through. I realize it the eye that when the kingdom was good and everything was normal and the economy was great, I realized no wonder when you saw all the blessing in my life that you were with me. I understand that, but now that I'm in fear. Now that things are not normal. Now there's a, there's a pandemic among us. Why? Now that I'm not gonna be able to do for you what I've been able to do for you. You do not have to go with me down this valley of the shadow of death. You can go ahead and go back to normalcy somewhere else. But it the eye makes a statement. He answered the king, answered King David, and said, as the Lord liveth, and as my Lord the king liveth, surely in what place my Lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also will thy servant be. He said, if you die, I die. Where you go, I'm gonna go. 22 says, and David said, Eddie, I will go ahead and pass over. And it had a Gittite passed over and his men and all the little ones that were with him. And they went on and crossed the brook Kedron, which means a dark place. I come to you tonight to preach. What in the world would make a man stick with a king in one of his lowest moments, fleeing away from Jerusalem? What makes Ittai so committed as I preach this morning, sold out to where David goes, sold out to David's God, sold out to David's way when he was not even a Hebrew. What in the world happened in Ittai to cause him to be so committed to the journey of David even when it seems so low? I would like to preach to you because Ittai had a moment of conversion. Study would say, Certainly, when you read the scripture, you'll find that David, this is not the first time that he ever had to flee away from Jerusalem. This isn't the first time that this has happened. You'll find that David, after he had killed Goliath, he had married Michal. He is now the son-in-law of the king of Israel. Jealousy come over Saul, and Saul pulled the javelin out and tried to kill him. David flees Jerusalem, why? because a family member is trying to take his life. David flees away from Jerusalem and he ends up in enemy territory at the gate of the Philistines and he's there and it gets the attention of King Achish. When King Achish comes to this place, this is years before this, this, this text I've read to you about Ittai. David has not even been crowned king yet. Saul's still king at this moment. David is in at the gate of Gath and they look at him in 1 Samuel 21. Let's look and read what it says. It says, and David arose in verse 10, fled that day for fear. Everybody say fear. Fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said unto him, is not this David, hear this, the king of the land. Can I tell you that the enemy knows what other people in your world haven't picked up on. He had already been the anointed king. One thing I've learned over the years with a true worshiper, there's a lot of people that can try to knock you down, but even the enemy knows the favor of God upon your life. The enemy understands the authority 
and he understands the favor. Watch what happens. David's not king yet. He's been anointed to be the king. Saul doesn't know that Samuel's done this in private, but the enemy knows there's something about this man. I come to tell the anchor church. I come to tell the body of Christ. Don't you be dismayed or fearful because of the low moment that you're going through. There's still an anointing that's upon you. There's a divine authority that is upon your head. And the enemy knows in the end time there's gonna be a church. I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about a people that's gonna overcome every trick, every trap, every, every bondage that the enemy. I'm telling you, we're gonna lay hands on the alcoholics and they'll be set free. We'll lay hands on the drug addicts, they'll be delivered. We're gonna pray pimps through and God's gonna convert them to become preachers of the gospel. You hear this preacher. There is an authority that is up on the body of Christ and the enemy knows it. And the, and the, and the people of the Philistines say, is this not the king of the land? They didn't just say the king of Israel. What you gotta understand, because he conquered Goliath, he has authority everywhere. Can I preach to you right now? He conquered Goliath in the valley of Elam. It was a place in Judah, and it was a place that made a statement. Oh yeah, somebody say Judah. Judah means praise. And Goliath, if there's one, one thing that Goliath did say right, he said, if I conquer you in Judah, you will all be servants to me. You will all be servants to the Philistines. He said, but if you have a man to come out and conquer me, he said, then our nation, the Philistines will all become subservient to you. Goliath was right. If he ever, the enemy ever takes Judah, if the enemy ever takes your praise, you will become subservient to everything that the enemy is doing. But if you can ever keep your praise, you're gonna have authority and dominion over every single thing that the enemy would like to use against you. I preach this Sunday, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm gonna praise my way to victory. I'm gonna praise my way to deliverance. Come on, clap your hands and shout amen. Oh, glory, glory, glory. And they understood this is not just another man. They understood that this is the king of all the land. Not a land, he's the king of all of the land. I come to preach to you, we're gonna plant more churches than we've ever planted. We're gonna reach more nations than we've ever reached. The anchor is not done because of pandemic. It's gonna multiply into regions we've never been before because there's a divine authority in the North American church, there's gonna be a great harvest. There's gonna be literally millions of people filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It will be followed by the revelation of the name of Jesus. So don't be discouraged. Get up on your feet and praise him because greatness is on the way. Deliverance is on the way. Somebody say amen. Not only did they recognize he's the king of the land, let's look at what it says. It says, is not this the David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens, his ten thousands and David laid up these, what? Words in his heart and was so afraid of Achish the king of Gath. You know what? He was scared. He had an enemy that he was afraid of because he had a family member that was trying to kill him. Be very, very careful what you do when it looks like you've been being attacked from within. Be very, very careful what you say when you're in low moments. I am convinced that there are people in the low moments of their life that they speak snares and the future events of their life because instead of praising him, they doubt him. Instead of worshiping him, they began to speak against him. Be very careful what you say when things that you thought should be working out are not working out. Understand me tonight. Oh, he was anointed to be the king, but he wasn't king yet. And it looks like he's gonna be killed by somebody that he trusts. But instead of speaking against him, David began to receive some encouraging words from the enemy. He buried it in his heart. 
The enemy even knows who I am. I come to tell you, come to tell you, it's not over till it's over. If you're at your lowest moment and it looks like you're gonna sink into despair, you need to stand up and begin to praise him and say the Lord is good. He didn't bring me this far to leave me. He brought me here to take me through it, not to die in it. I'm coming out of this mess. I'm coming out of this trial. It's not over. You know you're in a bad situation when you're running to the king of Achish for some help. You're in a bad situation when you're running to the gate of the enemy of who you conquered for a little rapport because you're not welcome in your own church. You're not welcome in your own family. Fleeing the common good, the common, the common things in your world and you're fleeing. But David at this moment changed his behavior. Oh yes he did. At the, at the gate of Gath, Brother Jones, at the gate of Gath, he changed his behavior in verse 13. And it says, and he changed the behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands, scrabbled on the doors of the gate, let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Then said Achish unto his servants, lo, ye see the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Have I need of a madman that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Watch what happens when David is at the king's gate and he's in fear. He changed his behavior. Some of you are still in fear because you've never changed your behavior. You go through with the same thoughts the same negative things, the same doomsday uh, fallacy that the devil's put in, that it'll never be better. You know what you need to do? If negative words are snares by the words of our mouth in the future, is it possible that praise is gonna bring blessings into our future? Oh, I believe it. Because that's where Psalms 34 comes. Psalms 34 was written when David is at the gate of the king of Gath. My, 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 my. Are you still with me? Oh, somebody's gotta praise him in just a moment. Watch what he said. At the gate, he said this, Brother Nehemiah, at the gate of the enemy, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it. Hear thereof and what? Be glad. Watch what he says. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us. He is compelling worshipers at that moment. He's saying, I will bless the Lord. But the Bible says where two or three are gathered. I am, I'm, I'm commissioning somebody at the gate of Gath. I need somebody to join me. I need somebody to magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Are you with me? He said, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. You know what? That's where Ittai was when it converted. Ittai was at the gate of Gath. Ittai was a Philistine. They saw David fleeing from Saul. He understood this is the one that killed Goliath. This is the king of the land. This is the one that, that is in a low moment. But what the unbeliever saw in David was he's got more in his lowest moment than I've ever had in my greatest moments. And you know what he did? He joined David right there to start magnifying the Lord. And he walks into some caves with him. And David turns Ittai into a giant killer. David turns Ittai into the captain of his host. David turns Ittai into a general of his army. You know why? Because when the world sees you don't stop and things do not go your way, they understand there is a God when you begin to praise him at your lowest moments come on clap your hands and shout to the Lord somebody say amen I looked it up you know what it means you know what it means it means with me you can almost read verse 3 this way of Psalms 35 34 
Oh, magnify the Lord in the eye. Oh, magnify the Lord in the eye. He was calling a worshiper. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I realize we're in a pandemic. I realize there is uncertainties of COVID-19. I realize we don't know about tomorrow, but there's one thing we do know. We know who holds our hand and he didn't bring it this far to leave us aside for nothing. He's gonna make a way where there seemeth to be no way. Come on, jump to your feet and praise him. Clap your hands, lift your voice, leap before the Lord and praise him for a moment. I want you to say this right now. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. You know what old magnify means when you look it up? Magnify means to grow. You can't grow God, he's already big. You know what it means? It means to take your knowledge of him. Take the God in your world and expand him. To zoom in on the detail of God. And when I began to magnify, I take something that seems a long ways off and bring it real up close. I'm preaching to you, there's a world that's lost. There's so much fear in the community. There, and, and there's some, they don't care. But there's fear upon our nation. There's fear upon people. And David wrote this psalm at a moment when the scripture said he was sore afraid. And David begins to praise him. And it was here that fear left him. Look at verse four. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I come to tell, tell you, <laughs> y'all hear me, those few that are here, can you hear me preaching right now? I come to tell you, David's praise at the gate of Gath paid forward to the second time that he would have to flee Jerusalem. When David was at a low moment and he decided to praise God instead of curse God, he paid it forward because now when Absalom, his son, and he's now the king, Absalom's turned his back on him. He has deceived the people and he is coming after David. David flees Jerusalem a second time. And when he does, he looks around and he sees with me <laughs> standing by him. He sees praise in his future. What he what he pushed forward years ago, is now standing at his side. They said, I'll go where you go. I'll die where you die. But David, I'm not leaving you. I come to tell you there's low moments experiences that are gonna get us through the next moment trials. But you've gotta learn to praise him when you don't feel like it. That's why the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know you that the Lord is God, for it is he that has made us. I want somebody to shout from your living room. It's gonna be all right. Oh, it's gonna be all right. I want you to shout it again. It's gonna be all right. Now, if we were having church next Sunday night, which I'm not planning on it because we're doing four services for Mother's Day that morning in a drive-in service, I would, I would stop now and finish this next Sunday, but I'm gonna finish it tonight. So go ahead, go ahead and get your popcorn out of the microwave and Hit the TV dinner for seven minutes or whatever you got. Turn on the coffee pot. We're gonna be here a little while. Somebody told me one time, they said, you preach so long, I'm gonna pack a lunch the next time. So you know what I did? I packed them a lunch when I got up to preach and brought it and handed it to them when I got up to preach that sermon, amen. That was my friend. I'm not gonna preach much longer, but I want you to hear, I want you to hear a few things about praise. I want you to hear a few moments about what happens with it to I. And it's a word for this church. You gotta learn to build altars in low moments. You listen to this preacher. Don't build doubts. Don't magnify fears. Build altars. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God's calling this church to build an altar of worship. An altar, that's something you put before God. You say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless the Lord at all times.
Stephanie, when it doesn't go my way, when I'm left all by myself, I, ain't, I, have, nobody, I have nobody around me except people gaze at me, gazing at me from the Philistine camp. No family, no friends, nobody. I'll change my behavior and magnify it. And in those, I'm telling you, I'm, pro I'm prophesying to some people that there's somebody watching you that's going to be converted if you will speak faith and praise in this moment. They'll become an itai in the future that will never leave your side. A great friend that'll serve beside you. Listen, I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. The church has got to praise him. Love on each other. Don't fuss with each other. Love each other. Praise one another. I've come to tell you the church has got to be there for each other. That's right. You got to be there for the community. You got to give words of encouragement. Come on. We haven't living, we're not living in fear. We're living in faith. David flees from Jerusalem. Absalom's taken over the throne. David's got Itai beside of him. He, he says, I'm going with you. He said, cross the brook. Everybody say Kedron. Kedron means a dark place. When David arrives here, the Bible said that all the country wept with a loud voice. Verse 23 of 2 Samuel 15. Verse 24 is pretty interesting, though, in this Bible study moment here tonight. I realize I've been preaching praise, but don't, don't remove the point here. It says, and Zadok also, and all the Levites were with him. And what were they doing? You know what Zadok means? It means righteous. I find it interesting that righteousness always follows the worshiper. True worshiper. Righteousness always follows. All the priests were with him. Not just Ittai, not just Abishai, not just a few. The Levites were with him. Low moments you're going to find when you choose to praise him you're going to find some things going with you. Watch this. And it says, with him. What were they doing? Bearing the ark of the covenant of God. When he said, I'm going to leave in Jerusalem. I'm walking out of here because we've been told death is on the way. Absalom's coming to take over the throne. When David gets up and leaves Jerusalem, the priest said, I'm going where you go. You know what we're bringing with us? We're bringing the Ark of the Covenant of the God. You know why they're taking the Ark of the Covenant with them? Because through all the years that Saul was king, Saul never inquired of the Ark of the Covenant, not one time. Not one time, the scripture says. And David, as soon as he became king, he said, where's the Ark of the Covenant? We can't have, we can't have a house of God that has no Ark of the Covenant. We can't have a house that has no Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is our contract with God. That if we will live according to his word, he will be our God and we will be his people. It represents his provision. That's why there was a golden bowl of man in there. It represents his authority. That's why Aaron's rod was in there. It represents, it represents protection. That's why cherubims were over top. It represents the mercy of God. That was the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. If you study deep enough, you'll find that Moses' song was slid down in the side of the Ark of the Covenant. Worship and praise was represented inside of the covenant. What else was in there? The law of God. That's in its origin. That's what was in the Ark of the Covenant. It represented the presence of God. And I'm preaching to you right now. When David stepped in to be king, you know what he did? We've got to have the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem. We've got to have the Ark of the Covenant in the house of God. He made this statement in 2 Chronicles, or I believe it's chapter 3. He said this. He said, how can I bring the Ark of God home to me? And when David began to be interested in bringing the Ark of the Covenant to his house, he was praising God forward because, oh, can I preach to you? I can't even see. I don't even know how many people are still online. But I'm going to preach what I feel right now. Listen to me. When he when he decided to bring the Ark of the Covenant home, he said, we gotta do it right. Because to move the Ark of God or to move the presence of God, you've gotta praise him. You just can't sit there. You know what he did? Every six paces, David took his kingly robe off. David took his kingship off. He took his, 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 his position off. And he danced before the Lord. 
He offered sacrifices and he magnified him. They go six more paces. One, two, three, four, five, six. He'd take off his kingly robe and dance before the Lord in songs, in worship. There was a band that played. There was offerings. It set a precedence that any time you offer a sacrifice, you praise him in song and in worship. Oh yeah, there was people mocking. I, I don't know. I imagine people see me worship and shout and dance. They see the way we worship. They might mock us. But on the day of Pentecost, they mocked them too. But the Holy Ghost was being poured out. I come to tell you, David understood. My own wife, Michael, might be mocking me. But I don't care. I have to have his presence in my house. And you can't get the presence of God without worship. Somebody's got to make up in your mind. I can't just watch the preaching. I got to praise God. I can't just listen to the pastor. I need to go ahead and dance before the Lord. Maybe you can't feel God because you haven't praised him or worshiped him in your house yet. You ought to get up off your couch just for a moment and say, I'm going to magnify the Lord. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. Come on, go ahead and clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, it is Sunday night. Come on, Brother Iscardo. Go ahead and leap for joy like you do. Go ahead, Sister Williams. Wave your hands in the air. Go ahead, Sister Anderson. Weep before the Lord in worship. But I come to tell you, something happens when you begin to worship God. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. He dwells with worshipers. Do you believe that? And that's why when David had to flee Jerusalem, guess who goes with him? The ark. Because when you bring the ark of God to you, the ark of God's gonna go with you. I'm preaching to somebody that the doctor can bid you farewell and say it's all over. But when you've got the ark of God with you, God can bring a resurrection power. Come on, cancer can leave when you call his name. Something happens when you call his name. Come on, the ark of God is with you. I'm glad to tell you that after 39 days, I believe today is the 40th day, that Brother Hernandez has been sedated, zero response. And on the 39th day, she came in to see her husband, Sister Kathy Hernandez, came to see Brother Eli, Evangelist Eli Hernandez, come to see him. She wasn't able, she was, she was banned from that because of COVID-19 and all the things where you can't go to the hospitals. On the 39th day, yesterday, she went to see her husband because they didn't give him any hope. She went and prayed over him. She said, God, in your divine word, there's something about the 40th day. 40 days it rained and day and night and 40 days was Moses up in the mountain and received the word. 40 days Jesus fasted and oh yeah, something happened. And I'm glad to tell you that she got a call oh, from the doctor and said, we don't know what's happened. But we started talking to him today and he's responded. I come to tell you, something happens when you call the name of Jesus. Oh, I wish somebody would praise him right now. He's a healer. She put in her statement. She said, the doctor has said, I've been watching his messages and it's impacted me. I've been going back online and listening to him preach. He said, all of my years, I never remember bringing a family in and telling them there's no hope and then have to call them back in the next day and tell them and tell them there is now hope. His enlarged heart is now down to normal. It, can, I, can I have somebody to magnify the Lord with me? Come on, at the, at the Brook Keeger and the Brother Hernandez's experience, I believe there's a miracle. I believe God can give him new lungs. Would you praise the Lord with this preacher? God, we're believing for total recovery. We're believing for a total healing. Amen. Something happens when you call on his name. I realize you feel like you're in despair. I realize you feel like you're at the bottom of the well. But when you're down to nothing, I come to tell you, he has a hand that can reach down further than you could ever reach up. Why don't you call on the name of Jesus and say, I believe you can bring me out of this dark situation. I believe you can bring me out. The people are weeping. The people are crying. Their own king is barefooted. Little kids 
trampling through the wilderness. They're weeping and they're weary. But watch what David says. The Bible says in verse 32, and it came to pass when David was come to the top of the mount where he worshiped God. Behold, a friend was there. <laughs> Let me tell you what to do when everybody around you is weeping. You go to the mountain where you worship. I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builder rejected. Oh, come on. Psalm 61 makes a statement. Hear my cry, O God, and attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. I'm telling you, you're about to praise your way into joy. You're about to praise your way in delivering power. You're about to praise your way. Come on, jump to your feet and clap your hands and praise him. Music, if you would come. Music, if you'd come. Hallelujah. Oh, magnify the Lord. Why don't you you pay some power forward? Why don't you pay some things forward? Instead of being discouraged and living in fear, God's gonna make a way for me. Amen, 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 amen. Are you living in fear? You're wondering about tomorrow? I'm gonna tell you what to do. Just praise him. Exuberance prayer. There's all kinds of different types of praise. We find seven different Hebrew, Hebrew words for praise. One of those is Hallel. It's where we get the word hallelujah from. It means to praise God clamorously or foolishly. I know some people are so dignified, you know, they, they gotta have it. Not against being dignified. I certainly didn't preach dignified tonight. I just came to praise him tonight. I come to take off the robe off of position and what people think about me. And just go ahead and praise the Lord. See, there's Michaels everywhere that's going to say, oh, look how the, 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 the King David uncovered himself. Who cares what people think? Who cares what people think? There's got to get a desperation in you that said, my family needs God. I need deliverance. I'm tired of dwelling with negative thoughts. I'm tired with suicidal. I'm, I'm tired of feeling devalued. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put some blessings in my future. Some great things are going to happen in my life. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to praise him. My grandmother, Bertha Johnson. Oh, what a lady. I used to love to hear my grandma Mabel Bounds testify. It was a sweet sound in my ears to hear it. Bless the Lord and everything she was thankful for. My grandmother Johnson, she was a dancer though. She was a dancer before she came to the Lord on Friday nights. You know what she did? She would go dance down the dance hall with the teenagers. It was clean, fun, but they'd go dance. Wasn't alcohol, things of that nature. It was just that they called my grandma Bertha Johnson the dancing teenager. Dancing teenage grandma, they called her. She'd dance. You know, when she came to the Lord, she didn't stop dancing, she just changed partners. I sat with her in church. They started worshiping God. My grandmother was so thankful to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Her big white hair, she's about 90 pounds soaking wet. And I hear her go, woo. And when she would, she'd get out in the aisle and she'd dance something like this. She'd dance. It was so awesome. It looked like she was dancing, directing traffic. I thought it looked funny. But when she would, I could feel the glory come down. I can feel the presence of God come over me because something happens when you start praising him. He changed his behavior and they thought he was crazy. But you know what? God thought he was beautiful. God responded to him and the humble heard it. It the I heard it and became glad and he was delivered away from his fear. Do you want to stay the way you are? Do you want to change? and have delivering power. I come to tell you, sometimes you just gotta let go and worship. Throw your hands up. Instead of controlling every emotion, just pour it out on him. Cast all your care on him, for he careth for you. And I'm gonna tell you, if you'll worship for a moment, let the floodgates open in your heart. Come on, go ahead and lift your hands right now. Let the floodgate open. And God is gonna deliver you from fear.
God is going to bring faith and confidence. Come on, some of you are dealing with mental illness, mental fears, mental depression. You feel like you got to control, but deep down you know at any moment it can overtake your mind and you live to feel like you're going to fall off in that cycle of depression. But I'm going to tell you, God's going to deliver you from fear right now. It's going to be okay. Let your hands just begin to praise him. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I magnify you. Today, I worship. Today, I leap before you. Today, I lift my hands. I lift my voice. I praise you. Even if it looks foolish to others, even to myself, I praise your name. Come on, I want you to repent right now. God, I'm sorry for speaking ill in my low moment. I'm sorry for doubting. Even making statements like, if there's a God. Lord, I know that you're God. And I know everything is going to turn out all right. So God, I'm going to praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've watched some widows in this church in low moments praise him. Some of the greatest sermons I've ever heard from the life of a widow that chose to praise God when they didn't understand while the husband had to die early. I come to tell you, God has honored and blessed them because they praise the Lord at all times. And the Lord has blessed their emotions, blessed their life because they chose to bless the Lord at all times and let his praise be continually in their mouth. Come on, Anchor family. Come on, all of our guests that are tuning in. It's going to be all right. I feel a weeping coming over. I feel an outburst of worship coming up. Come on, lift your hands and lift your voices. Nehemiah, be led by the Lord. Praise team. We're going to praise him. We're going to worship him. Hallelujah. Let's just follow the Holy Ghost right now. Let's just obey the Lord. There's a call of worship. There's a, I know I've been dancing and shouting and preaching exuberant, but just for a moment. Oh, God, I'm sorry for doubting you. I feel a call to repentance. I feel a call to prayer. I'm going to be on an altar at this moment. But, Lord, I'm going to reap the fruit of later. I'm not going anywhere, God. You've been good to me. Oh, you've been good to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can y'all feel what I feel right now? Let's just worship him. Brother Nehemiah, lead us in the soft word, soft song right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I think of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, climb that mountain and worship. There's clarity coming. There's direction coming. It's not going to last forever. It too shall come to Seeking your face. I pray for everyone. 
message us. Feel free to call the church, leave a message, we'll, we'll call you. We'll make an appointment with you to pray with you. You are not alone, you're not by yourself. Get the eyes coming out of this. Future encouragements on the way. I will bless the Lord at all times. <laughs> Even when David was in the valley of Elam with Goliath, he praised God and it showed up at the gate of Gath. Is this not the king? I'm telling you, God's going to make If you just lean your ear from doubt to faith, you're going to hear God speaking. He's with you. Hallelujah. 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 Have a moment. Remember, God has provided for you to give, to provide, and to reach out and help somebody. Remember that. God has made sure you're taken care of so you can help somebody else. During this time, pray with somebody. Amen. Make sure Wednesday night you tune in for Bible study. Please invite somebody to your house. Please invite somebody there and open your home to a Bible study. We're going to be teaching from our house again. Invite somebody there to be a part of your Bible study. It's going to be powerful. Pray with them. Lead them in prayer. Talk to them about their next step of getting closer to God. Amen. There's many people coming to the Lord. God bless you today. They're going to worship for just a moment and play. We're so glad that you're with us. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.